to one shot, one life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald, on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and I'm joined by my amazing team of producers getting this broadcast out. We're broadcasting live smack dab in the middle of the United States, Lincoln, Nebraska, from the 1499.3 KLIN studios. And we want to thank you for being here. We're so grateful for that. And uh, we want to welcome all of our friends on Facebook Live. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate that. Throughout the show, you're going to be able to see our mugs. I'm not going to say whether they're pretty or not. That's for you to decide, right, Josh, if they're I heard pretty there's or not. There's always a word in there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And uh, Johnny Cadillac's taking care of that. So if you want to watch and you want to respond, if you've got questions, comments, uh, Johnny will be monitoring that feed there and he's going to shoot that information over to us. And obviously, as always, behind the main mic is my executive producer, Josh Floyd. Josh, thanks so much for just taking care of us, man. Well, there's nowhere I'd rather be, as always. Well, you got to, you've had a busy week, uh, last couple of weeks, kind of being under the weather with the family. You've got busy weekends happening. Uh, how has life been kind of after the fact of getting healthy? Because you missed one of the shows because you weren't feeling the yeah. best. Yeah, and we're having so few shows right now, so it kills me to miss one. Yeah, I've, I've got a four-year-old that is just uh, just absolutely like his main mission in life right now is to bring home every cold in the county. I think. <laughs> That's the way it and happens. He's doing a great job. I'm so he's proud a winner. Of him. Yeah, he is. He's he's yeah. Um, but no, oh, it's it, it's been really good. I'm I just I I've got no complaints about life. No, you got a great family. You're doing a great job as a husband and dad, and I'm so proud of you. So it's, it's been a great winter. Did you by chance happen to see the Grammys last Sunday? I know we touched on this a little bit before the show, but I wanted to keep you in the dark a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's killing me. You have kept me in the dark and i i didn't watch it so i'm very interested all right we got a little twist happened. there was a controversial performance by sam smith and kim petrus called unholy yeah you talked about that song familiar with the song yep and it's been talked about really from several different angles on social media and news outlets um from people vehemently opposed to what happened to those who supported 110 percent and everything else as you can imagine in between um but if you didn't hear about it the duo did this piece dressed up um sam was dressed up as satan he had demons everywhere there were cages whips fire and it was a okay. performance that really was designed as we learned later to mock god and mock religion okay, okay. Um, and to add more context to it sam identifies as non-binary binary uh kim identifies as transgender um now there's several different angles we could go with this right but we're not going to talk about sexual preference today we're not going to talk about religious rights or left or opinions about the performance um for today's show we're going to talk about something that happened before the performance backstage that i think was really insightful and really um completely worth our time today and so no matter where you fall in the opinion, opinion spectrum with this and the performance um, you're definitely going to want to hear today's show. It's really going to be value, valuable for all of us. Um, and I'm so thankful for our guest today uh, because we're going to have a raw, transparent conversation about faith. Today we're joined by faith expert Stu Kearns. Stu is the senior pastor of Zion Church here in Lincoln. And... He's a colleague of ours as well, um, because he hosts a radio show, Friendly Fire, that airs right here on KLIN at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time every Saturday, so you can check that out. And I've been chomping at the bit, Josh, for the show all week long. Um, first of all, because we're going to have Stu here. He's right here in the studio. But secondly, because really, I believe this is a great opportunity to really dig into our culture and see how faith in general in America is being impacted. Or we could even flip it a little bit and say, to see how faith in America is impacting or not impacting our culture. Hmm. It's going to be a great discussion, um, maybe a little uncomfortable at times, but that's good. Because from my worldview, Josh, I believe that we're uniquely created to love God and love those around us <coughs> the best that we can. And if we're open to it, today's show is really going to help us be able to do just that. So um, Stu's also going to help us answer five questions, if we have enough time, um, that my friends, colleagues, and readers have about faith. You know, back when I wrote the book, I've shared this before, asked 94 good friends and colleagues this question, what do you worry about that keeps you up at night? We took that information, we compiled it into the top areas. Uh, from the top on down, it was money, people, faith, 
work, health, and then hopes and dreams. Actually, the sixth one was sex. We re- that's, that goes into relationship. But the final one was hopes and dreams, feeling like people missed out. But going back to the area of faith, if you read my book, I list out the actual uh, comments and questions from people in regards to the worries that they have about faith. And I put five of them in there. And so I'm going to share these, and maybe hopefully we'll have enough time to have Stu at least touch on some of them, if not all. The first one, I don't really have a faith. But lately, I've been asking myself, is there a God? And if so, I've been asking, what am I missing? Or what am I afraid to let go of? Second one was, I'm worried about my personal faith. I feel stuck. I really want it to grow, but I don't know what to do. I feel lukewarm. Third one was, I worry about discerning God's will for my life and my purpose as I make decisions that impact me and my family. The fourth one, I worry about not being a, the spiritual leader that my family lead, needs. I feel like I've been the spiritual leader, quote unquote, uh, in our home by name only, not by actions. And the final one is I worry about the spiritual growth of my kids and my family. So great questions. Uh, I think if, if we're all honest with ourselves, we've asked ourselves one, if not more of those at some point during our life. That's why I'm excited mm-hmm. to have Stu in. So, um, and as always, if you have a question you're listening today or a comment for us, we'd love for you to join us. Josh is going to open up the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400. And again, Johnny will also be monitoring the Facebook feed as well. So what do you think, Josh? Sounds great. You excited? I am. All right. Was well, it what you thought? Uh, I don't know, because I still don't know what happened. All right. That's even better. So we're, we're, we're going to dig <laughs> really, into that. You're really dragging me along. It's a little teaser though. for yeah. everybody. No, so, good. Well, hey, coming up on the One Shot, One Life show, we have more incredible guests. Next Saturday, February 18th, financial and investment expert Brad Bryan's going to come in. He's going to share some vital and practical financial and investment tips for 2023. We're even going to talk a little bit about some very beneficial tax tips that are going to save you some money. Then on Saturday, February 25th, really excited about this one as well, we'll be broadcasting live doing a remote from Omaha, Nebraska, from the Miss Nebraska USA pageants there. You know, over the last year and a half or so, I've been connected with Miss USA here in Nebraska in the Midwest. And of course, last year, judging the Miss Nebraska contest for both the teen and Miss USA, uh, Natalie Pieper won Miss Nebraska, uh, Farron Meddy won Miss Nebraska teen. And then fast forward a few months, Farron wins Miss Teen USA, and Natalie comes in third. Second runner-up. We almost had a sweep in Nebraska. These are amazing women, and uh, you've probably already heard their journey if you've listened to the One Shot, One Life show before, but we're going to broadcast live from there and hear uh, from all kinds of guests as well, other than Natalie and Farron, too. So it's going to be a really good show. Um, And if you've missed that or missed those and you want to listen to them down the road, all you have to do is check out our podcast. Josh, how can people do that? You can check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Either one is free to download, free to use for podcasts. Once you have the app, you can just search One Shot, All One Life. <laughs> one Shot, All One Word. <laughs> all Your One Life. Oh, yes. One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word. And there you'll find all of our previous shows and all of our future shows will be on there. You can download them so you can listen to them at your leisure, on the treadmill, in traffic, wherever we're there for. And people are doing it. And we're so thankful for all of our listeners. Last month, we had our highest number to date of podcast downloads and unique listeners to the show. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you doing that. And we would really appreciate it if you share it as well. Like it, share it, get it out there. Give us five stars or whatever you do, 10 thumbs, 20 toes, whatever they have (laughs) on those social media apps. Well, we're going to take our first break here, and when we come back, we'll be joined by our great friend and colleague, Pastor Stu Kearns. And later in the show, we'll be discussing an interesting angle from the much-talked-about Grammy performance by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Josh is now opening up the Rick Sign Recognition Hotline for texts at 402-479-1400. And you can also comment on our Facebook Live feed as well. You are listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. 
only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Big shout out to all of our listeners, people tuning in and making comments. Thank Carrie for being here, Maria. uh, I think I saw Andy was on there as well, so thank you for listening in. We also want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Pat, Courtney, Katie, and Aaron have been my trusted Precious Metals team for over 10 years now. As a matter of fact, yesterday I went in, Josh, and we just hung out for a little bit. And How are they? I got some silver and gold and all that good stuff. They're doing really good. good. Growing, um, a lot of good stuff going on right now. Uh, one of the things that Pat said to me was, you know, we could really use people coming in and selling any kind of precious metal that you have. So oh, okay. if by chance you um, happen to have maybe an inheritance that came in or you have some gold and silver that you don't know about from uh, that you've gotten from somebody or you just you know you want to liquidate during these times now's the time to do that go and see them Uh, they work with you one-on-one in person that's why i love working with them because they are so intentional about educating you and giving you the fairest price possible i'm a big believer if you're going to work with somebody i'd rather do it belly to belly somebody that knows you somebody that you can absolutely trust i've trusted them in my life for over 10 years they've been around for over 15 if you want more information you can go to their website lincolncoinandbullion.com and then if you want to make that appointment you can call them up at 402-327-2853 402-327-2853 and if you go in tell them you heard about it on one shot one life all right well today we're going to have a raw and good transparent conversation about faith i'm so happy to be joined by faith expert Stu kearns Stu's the senior pastor of zion church here in lincoln he's been pastoring there for well over 30 years um, he's also the host of friendly fire here on klim we just learned that he's been doing that for well over eight years or so uh, so he's got he's well connected within the community and also here at the station uh, that show talks about uh, local clergy politicians and newsmakers about the news of the week in light of our faith so Stu, welcome to One Shot, One Life. Good to be here with you today, Doug. Oh, there you go. Uh, good to be with you today, Doug. <laughs> Second time's a charm. That's right. That's right. That happens. It's radio. You're a radio pro, though. You've been oh, doing this for a long time. I'll tell you what. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm the classic amateur who thinks he's a pro. <laughs> oh, so you it's are. Just, uh, it's, been, it's been fun, though. I, this, this is my escape. You know, it's funny. A lot of things you do, you, you, you know, it's part of your job. This isn't a job. This is fun. So it's just it's fun talking with people. It's it's fun networking with people, and I think I think I speak for both of us. We yep. enjoy this. Oh, you and I have very similar background, yeah. and yet I always tell people I'm like a kid in a candy store when I get to come in here. Like I'm having a blast. Absolutely. Know? As people are running around, you know, yeah. crazy. I'm just yeah. sitting here going, "This is awesome." Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> no, it's 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 their life is divided between things that like they couldn't pay you enough to do, and yeah. things I can't believe that they pay me to exactly. do. Exactly. And this is the, this is part of the fun stuff. Well, let's start out by having you share more about your personal story. Have our audience get to know who you are. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I'm a lifelong Lincolnite, and so that's uh, one of the first things I always ask people: Where are you from? And uh, so I'm and I'm from South Lincoln. You know, right down there, uh, across Highway Two from the from the state pen, and uh, went to Merle Beatty, and went to Irving Junior High, and went to Southeast High School, mm-hmm. and so go and, Knights. Yeah, there you go. That's right. I'm I, surrounded by. Yeah. Yes. Nights. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> once a night's enough. Uh, there. Uh, so, and went to the University of Nebraska. So, literally, have lived here my entire life, except for the couple of years that I went away to seminary in St. Louis. And uh, so, uh, I love Lincoln. I love the people. I love the Huskers. You know, and uh, and so so much of what happens in life, you feel like you know, all these national things happening or things happening around the world, and you see things on the news, and it's like I don't know if I could make any difference in all these big national Mm. international issues but i can know this community and i can know people and i can be in a relationship with people and you can have a history with people that stretches back decades and you kind of feel like maybe there's a small chance that that i could help uh, in my life to move the needle in this place at this time and uh, so i'm a big believer in, in finding a place that's home and and locking it in if you can well, you've locked it in. I have locked I it mean, in. I mean, how did you get to become a pastor then? Yeah, you know, I started off, I actually went to Southeast High School and I taught there. for. I went to the teacher's college and I taught there for three years. And then uh, my, my pastor mentor at that time said, hey, have you thought about going to seminary? And uh, I actually had thought about going to seminary <laughs> a long time ago. And I just prayed a simple prayer when I think I was a sophomore or freshman in college. And I just said, God, because people have been saying this for a while. So, God, if you want me to be a pastor, you're going to have to make me want it because I don't want to do it. Yep. And then I just forgot about it. 
And then when, when this mentor said something to me, uh, you know, while I, while I was a teacher, I realized, huh, actually, I kind of do want to do this. And so the God had answered the prayer just a, a few years later. And, um, I I just never was a guy who loved school. I wanted to get through, get into a job, and just be done. And then the thought of going to get a master's degree was kind of daunting. And finally, I realized, I think I actually want to do this. Hmm. And so it, it kind of changed things. I've been doing it ever since. You've been doing, uh, you've been the senior pastor. Uh, you're the senior pastor now at Zion Church. Yeah. You've been there for almost 33 years, right? Yeah, yeah I'll be 33 in, in uh, June. I yeah. love that. That's a, it's a long stretch. <laughs> well, and you know, we were talking earlier this week. Lincoln has a rich heritage of pastors being yeah. in the same place at the yes. same church for a long time, which I think is pretty atypical. Because I was pastor for thirteen years, yeah. and you yeah. get to know, um, you know, there's a lot of turnover, there's a lot of burnout, there's you know, just you know, yeah. relationships that get broken because of that. But yeah. but you noted to me like we're very fortunate here in Lincoln that we've got a strong heritage of you know faith giants really yeah absolutely there's uh i when i did my uh doctorate i uh, one of the things i did was survey some of the pastors that i knew and some of the friends and and all of a sudden i just tabulated the average age of the nine pastors that i hung out with and had lunch with the average years they had been not just in ministry but in ministry in lincoln in the same church the average was 25 for really? for, for nine guys and wow. uh, and so that's a uh, that's highly unusual. Yeah. I, I was actually the youngster when I did my survey. <laughs> I was like a 20-year guy. And and there were already guys who'd been there 25, 30, 35 years. And uh, I I think that's there's there's some good uh, for a community when there's that kind of stability. And also, one of the other things that happened early on was we, we recognized when I was growing up in Lincoln, the churches were very divided, kind of competitive. Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't really get along. And, and, uh, and, and, Due to, uh, I think Mark Brunot and the pastor at Lincoln Brian at that time, uh, was before Brian Clark was the founder, uh, can't think of his name right now, but they, they got together and they said, we need to change this. We need to, we need to build good friendships and relationships. And they started having lunch and they started inviting more pastors into that lunch. And then a few years after that, then, uh, one of the, one of the guys said, Hey, do you want to come up lunch with us? And it was those lunches roughly once a month or so that helped us break down those barriers and say, Hey, I, we know we have differences. Of mm. course we have differences, but we also are united in our love for Jesus, our uh, belief that the Bible is the, the true uh, uh, word of God and uh, uh, that people need to, uh, to uh, the salvation is in Christ, the son of God and savior of sinners. And if we have that much in common, that's enough, right? Can't we, can't we get along? We can get. Can we get along? And we've been getting along for uh, <laughs> decades now, and we tr- and we're trying to spread that attitude uh, in every church in town, just to say let's let's focus on what we have in common instead of what divides us. And that provides so much stability, like you talked about, because on the yeah. show we talk a lot about the power and the impact of relationships with people and yes. trying to grow and develop. And it's not easy. Relationships yeah. are hard. They you know we struggle yeah. with them. But if we can learn to love each other and still have differences. That's how we grow. Absolutely. And absolutely. We, and we can serve each other that way. Yeah. And it takes time to build the relationship to where you can, seriously, there was almost 10 years. And one of the, I was the only guy in the, in the group who they, we baptized children. And uh, finally somebody uh, said, you know, seriously, 10 years. Uh, so, so why do you baptize babies? <laughs> and I thought, and my first words were something, some version of it took you this long to ask me, you know, it's like. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't want to. It's, it's fine. So we had a nice conversation about it. That's, didn't change his mind, but at least it was like, oh, well, okay. I kind of get where you're coming from. I love that. And, and so, um, you know, Kevin Pringle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, your just your analogy there. I think this is so helpful. Listen to this one. This is gold. Um, if you, if you have a question or a difference with somebody, the only way that you can work through it is if you have a conversation and get to know them, right? So, um, years ago when the race um, thing was really uh, spiking up, I believe it was, um, I can't remember the name down in Florida and everything was like, it was in the news everywhere. And, you know, Kevin, um, is African American. And so he's a good friend of mine. I'm like, Kevin, I don't understand this. Can we just talk mm-hmm. so I can better understand you and you can better understand me. Yeah. We spent like three hours on our little lake there just talking about that. Cause yeah. I grew up in an all white 
yep. you know, um, community. He grew up literally in an all black community mm-hmm. and the differences that we have, but yet, yeah. you know, what pulled us together was just our love for each other and love of Jesus yeah, absolutely. and building that relationship, which helped me understand him and what he experiences. Cause I had asked him, do you experience racism in Lincoln? Mm-hmm. He's like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I didn't know that, <laughs> yeah. but the only way I would is if I got to know somebody to create the relationship, understand where they're coming from, and build up that that um, love and empathy yeah, as well. Yeah, so. Absolutely, there was a Stan Parker. Uh, I don't know if you know. Yeah, Stan. absolutely. He's, he's running for mayor, and he's he's a he's a sweet guy. Uh, when uh, this race issue was getting hot again a couple of years ago, he started having conversations on Facebook, and he called it a safe place to talk about race with grace. Hmm. And he just took all the questions people gave him, and he said, rather than answering it dozens of to- hundreds of times, I'm going to answer at once on social media and uh i i thought there was so valuable i i cut and pasted and put it together into one document and i started giving it to people i said you need to uh but that how did that happen because of a conversation that was started right and it said help me help me understand yep. explain for me i want to know and and stan had the kindness to do that gently but directly it was pretty cool. We're going to have a discussion uh, in the next segment about controversial situation that happened in the Grammys. Yep. You know, we're talking about transgender, binary, um, you know, s- Satanism, worship, all kinds of stuff. Um, but we're going to we're going to dig into but behind the scenes, literal behind the scenes comment that came from Kim Petras in regards to that, which is going to help, I think, go right along what we're talking about, opening up the conversation of people that may not think the way you do, but still trying to learn and love and build a relationship in the process. Um, how did you let's go back to your show, Friendly Fire. How did that get started and what is your you know purpose with the show? Well, there, uh, the, the most recent, there was an earlier version of it that goes back to the days of Jim Rose and John Baylor and, and, and pulling together a program. But the current version of it, about the past eight years, um, I just had the bug again. So I, I was talking with at that t- time, uh, Kevin Thomas, who's the program director. I said, you know, if you'd ever want to, uh, bolster the Saturday lineup, I'd, I would love to, to restart this. And because I think, my premise was originally and then continuing ongoing is I would just love for people to to think about what's happening in the world around us in the light of of my Christian faith. And I found that a lot of times people have misconceptions about that, even this issue that we're going to talk about. Right. People think they know what Christians believe. Right. Well, maybe you do and maybe you don't. Uh, there are a lot of stereotypes out there. There are a lot of uh, biases out there. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, I, I call them, uh, you know, unforced errors sometimes in the Christian community and the non-Christian community. You, you, you're you just walking into, you're blundering your way along instead of asking an intelligent question. So I thought, well, if I could have those kind of conversations on a regular basis, about 70, 75% of my guests are other clergy. I may agree with a lot of the, what they believe. I may agree with very little of what okay. they believe. But we look for those overlapping interests. We try to understand each other better. And to and to demonstrate respectful uh, communication. How, how do how do we do this? How do we talk with respect and kindness to people that? And I and I love having people on I disagree with. I uh, years ago I had there was a guy uh, Brian Aiden, a sweet guy who runs the atheist organization. Uh, and, you know, uh, and uh, and they were denied uh, uh, some space on a on a billboard. And I said, would you come to the radio and talk with me about that? Hmm. What was that about? Why, why did they say you can't put your, your billboard up about your atheist group? And he said, sure, I'll talk about it. So we, we talked and, and I, I think I surprised him cause I said, well, I'm sorry about that. There, hmm. nobody should tell you that you can't let your group advertise. Uh, that's, I, th- I think that's fundamentally wrong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we have been Facebook friends ever since. I kind of follow him and what's happening in his family. And uh, wh- what a sweet guy. I, uh, you know, God uh, has given a, a, a what we call common grace to everyone. There are the marks of God's grace in everyone's life, whether or not they embrace Jesus, whether or not they embrace God. God, the, the Bible says he causes, you know, the sun to rise, mm-hmm. you know, on the, the good and the bad on all of us. And so, are we willing to get engaged with somebody to get to know them and to, and to, and to, to know their story and to see the marks of God's grace in their life, even if they deny that God exists? Mm-hmm. Because they're there. 
God is is kind that way. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so what can I instead of being known for all the things we're against, right, which is typically what <laughs> right. Christians are known for, how about this? Let's be known for people who love our neighbor in a in a discernible way, who affirm the things that we see in them that are that are good, uh that we demonstrate kindness and respect to them. Uh, and typically that's how the Christian faith flourishes is that people say, wow, they've got something that yep. I kind of would like. I, I, I'm who's drawn toward angry, you know, finger, <laughs> finger wagging, you know, I, I don't know anybody. I'm not drawn. To I'm not that. you. I know some people like that, but I wouldn't want to hang out with them every Sunday. No, I mean, so so who, who wants that? You know, let's, I, let's, 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 uh, again, be positive about what we believe and about the, the way that God is at work in the world. And, and the message of Christ is a message of love. And, uh, and Jesus is gentle with people who are deeply uh, lost and don't know him. In fact, the only ones in the Gospels, test me on this, Pastor, <laughs> the, the only ones in the Gospels that Jesus seems to really get angry with are the religious hypocrites. Absolutely. And uh, otherwise, otherwise, the deeply lost people, he's amazingly patient with them. Yep. Okay, why isn't that me? That needs to be me. People who are deeply lost need me to listen to them, to know them, to understand them, to be patient with them. And, and if they want to know, to tell them what I believe about, about Jesus and the world that God made. Yeah. Uh, and on the other hand, when religious people are being morons, you know, and and they need to be corrected, it shouldn't be the media that does it or Bill Maher that does it. It ought to be it ought to be Christians who do it yeah. and say, "Hey, wait a minute, that is not at all the way Jesus has called mm-hmm. us to behave in this world." And uh, and so I'm, you know, I'm learning. Oh, I love it. This is such a good conversation. You know, um, uh. I don't know if you know this, Josh, but the impetus for this show actually started with Stu. He I had, did not know yeah. That. So the early pandemic, probably January 2020, we were figuring out. Mm-hmm. Stu had invited me to be a guest on Friendly Fire, and I was. And little did I know at the time, really, that that was kind of a test, to kind of see, <laughs> hey, can this guy do some radio, and would he yeah. fit in? And um, that's when then I built up a relationship with Amy Graham, our general manager, mm-hmm. and then we got the opportunity to do the show uh, like seven months later. So, yeah, Stu, yeah. thanks for that. That well, was really fun. Thanks. If, if I played a <laughs> micro role, you know, in the in the hundred yards of your career, I think uh, I might have been the first half inch. <laughs> so, I'll no. take that. Well, it's been really good, and uh, I'm excited to continue the conversation. I have so many other questions, but we got to take a break here um it's, we're joined by uh, faith expert Stu kearns and when we return Stu and i are going to dig into an insightful statement made by kim petrus backstage of the grammys last sunday right before her performance uh, on a controversial song called unholy you're not going to want to miss it josh uh, you're listening to one shot one life on the voice of lincoln 1499 3 klin one Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin & Bullion, where we respect our clients' privacy. We discourage walk-ins to minimize customer overlap and fully encourage all customers to call us to schedule an appointment. We operate by appointment only to offer our customers a discreet and confidential transaction. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. Uh, if you want to stay up to date on all that's going on with the show, I highly recommend that you join our email community of over 10,000 people strong. Each week, we send out an email to share more information about past shows, current shows, links to podcasts, um, things that are coming up. So it's absolutely free. Simply go to OneShotOneLife.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and add yourself to the community. While you're there, also download our free theme song, One Shot, One Life, by the band Voda. Uh, Brian Olson so yes. graciously gives us that for free to give away. So all you have to do is go there, and you can download it for free, and then you can jam like Josh does uh, at the beginning of every show. So, again, it's OneShotOneLife.com. And many times throughout the week, too, because it's, it's on my playlist. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. All right, today we're having a great conversation with Faith, Faith 
faith expert, Stu Kearns, the senior pastor of Zion Church here in Lincoln. Uh, Stu, um, let's really dig into this area now of faith. As I shared in the in the beginning segment, um, last Sunday at the Grammys, there was a very controversial performance by Sam Smith and Kim Petras called Unholy. That was the song's title. Uh, it's been around for a while. Um, and it's been talked about from several different angles all week on social media, from people who are vehemently opposed to it to people that are 110% supporting it and everything in between. Uh, the duo performed the piece um, as Satan had dancers of demons throughout, including whips, cages, fire, and a lot more. Um, and the song, again, called Unholy, the performance really was designed, as we learned later on, to mock God and religion. Um, and add to it, you've got the context, right, over the whole sexual thing of Sam identifying as non-binary and Kim identifying as transgender. Now there's, you know, we can go different angles with this conversation today. But what I want to do is talk about um, a comment made by Kim Petras that was very insightful, I believe, done right before the show behind uh, the stage. Um, when asked about the performance that they were getting ready to do backstage, Petras said that it inspired them by not feeling accepted by religion. Mm-hmm. Here's the quote. I think a lot of people, honestly, have kind of labeled what I stand for and what Sam stands for as religiously not cool. And I personally grew up wondering about religion and wanting to be a part of it, but slowly realizing that it did not want to be a part of me. So the song is a take on not being able to choose religion and not being able to live the way that people might want you to live, because as a trans person, I'm already not kind of wanted in religion. Mm. Interesting comment right before they went on. And obviously there's a lot to that comment. Mm -hmm. But Stu, you know, we talked earlier this week. What do you take on that statement? Well, uh, you know, there's it's well, it makes me sad. Yeah, it makes me sad. Just a little bit of my personal context. I've been, um, you know, if you've been in ministry for any length of time, you you have people who have uh, sexual identity questions and they have, uh, you know, so there's there's really nothing. You don't see, and you and, and you see firsthand, and it's in, been in around lives. since the beginning. Yes, and so this is so. There's you know, in, you know as, as Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing new under the sun, and there really isn't. And I think people again have these false views that uh, I have to look a certain way or be a certain way, or in order in order for God to have regard for me. And okay, so so for me. I've been having some conversations with a young girl who uh, is a, identifies as a lesbian right now. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things is she's just, again, like this, convinced that everyone who's a Christian hates her right. and, and literally wants her dead. That's, and, and so it started at a really basic level just saying, you know, listen, you're a, you, are, you bear the image of Almighty God. Every human person does. Mm-hmm. You're of infinite worth, so much worth that Jesus was willing to suffer and die for you. Uh, so, so let's just start there. Nobody, Jesus doesn't want you dead. <laughs> the, there is this, nobody, nobody in their right mind wants you to suffer or die. Uh, God has made you. You bear his image. You're of incalculable worth. And if we don't start there, then nothing else is going to make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so just trying to trying to get that through because there is this this idea out there that that Christians are haters, Christians hate sinners. And uh, and if I if I'm designated by them as a sinner, then I definitely am someone that Christians hate. Okay, Jesus is described as the friend of sinners. Uh the you know the Bible teaches again we we're all broken. We all have uh uh sin issues. And so if that's the if that's going to separate you, then we're all separated. That's what the Bible teaches, okay? The Bible doesn't stop there. The Bible says that God made you, God loves you, you bear his image and God went to such great lengths to reclaim you. That is the depth of God's love. He was literally willing to become one of us to rescue you uh, from all of your brokenness. And and if that doesn't, if that message isn't deep in my heart, and 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 really true in my heart, when I talk to somebody else who also feels I'm different, I'm unaccepted, I'm I'm broken. If that message hasn't permeated my heart, then there's absolutely no way I'll be able to communicate that to someone mm. else i've got to really i've i've got to really believe it and it's and it's possible to believe it because it's actually true right uh i i deserve the wrath of god 
I'm a sinner. I'm broken. I am fundamentally no different from any other person I ever meet. But do I really believe that? Mm. So for me, I've got to, I've got to make sure I've got to check myself. I've got to make sure that I'm not talking down to people. I'm talking across to somebody who's experiencing. We, we have the exact same experience in this world that God made and that they don't, uh, they don't feel like somehow I'm trying to put them in a separate category. It's, I can't put them in a separate category because they're not. We're we're all in the same category, and and I think the other thing that that's that's laced into this is that there's so many people who say, well, yeah, okay, so Jesus loves me, and I should follow Jesus, but then, well, that means that that Jesus doesn't love me the way I am. Well, okay, the Bible says, well, we, we were sinners christ died for us while we were enemies he died for us no jesus accepts people exactly as they are and when you love jesus and want to follow jesus yes jesus is going to work on you he's going to change you and that's true for all of us uh he's going to make us more like him and if that if it doesn't seem like that's hard, that means you're not trying. <laughs> well, that's a lot, a lot where the, the, I think a lot of the Christian faith and community, we get that backwards. Yes. We're like, we're like, Hey, you're doing that. That's wrong. That's not what Jesus would do. X, Y, and Z, whatever there it is. Mm-hmm. And there's condemnation versus, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I saw a clip. I was telling you, I saw a reel from yeah. a pastor that said, can I, can I, um, can I be a Christian and smoke weed? Yeah. Well, the context was this. Can I just open the door to get to know who Jesus is mm-hmm. and smoke weed? Well, sure. That's where you're broken, right? Yeah, yeah. And then however you d- decide as you're working through your relationship with Jesus, how is that going to mm-hmm. change you in any way? Yeah. Then that's G- that's God's job. Yeah. But we get that backwards. We yes. do the condemnation first versus the yeah. invitation and come and see. Absolutely. First. Absolutely. And I think also, let's face it, we in the Bible, I mean, the Bible teaches that it's the Holy Spirit who fills people and begins the process of change in people. And the truth is, is that I like to be play like I'm the Holy Spirit. Mm. I, I, we all do. We all think that that's my job is my job is to change you. My job is to tell you how to live. And uh, well, if if that's the way, if it's this external force trying to make you behave a certain way, it's going to have very limited success. If it's God working in you and saying, hey, I'm trying to make you more like my son Jesus, and I want to change you in certain ways, uh, well, God's very effective at that. He can do that. But I'm a very poor Holy Spirit. (laughs) My ability to change people is almost zero. Uh, But God's ability is very, very powerful. Uh, It's funny, one of the... So, I... When you realize how powerless you are, that's one of the things in the Christian life that draws us to prayer, because we know that God is powerful. God can do things that I can't do. Mm-hmm. And then, and okay, I'm going to talk to him and, and tell him what I think and ask him if he could do some of that stuff that only he can do. And that's called prayer. And, uh, and, and so the, these relationships draw us into that relationship with God to say, hey, listen, I got nothing. I'm powerless. I can't do this. But but would you be pleased to do it? Could you do something that I can't do? Because because I don't want to see this broken person. I don't want to see myself and my own brokenness just kind of continue to struggle. I wanna I wanna live in a way that's fulfilling. Mm. Uh, and and God who made the world knows what that way is, and He can do whatever He wants. He, he's very good at that. <laughs> he can do whatever He yes. wants. There's this all powerful thing, <laughs> and He's good at that. And a lot of times we don't believe He can do whatever He wants. If we believe He created the world, yeah. He can do whatever He wants. Yeah. But it's hard to get to that point. I'm yeah. finishing up a 40 day prayer challenge with a lot of friends of mine, our kids, my wife, and today was actually day 40. Well, I'm starting it back over again. But um, but that realization that you know God God gets blessed when he can do in our lives what only he can do. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, if there's things I need to change in my life that I have the power to do. God gets no glory for that. Yeah. So we need to have that communication. To All right, so, okay, we got, there are so many things I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> one of the things, we got just a couple of minutes here, and, um, and you know what? I think I want to save this. I think I want okay. to save, um, you've got a book and yep. some stats about what people think of Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how we interact and talking about trying to be the Holy Spirit versus, you know, just create the introduction and build a relationship and let yeah. God do what he yeah. does. Yeah. It's it's in, very insightful, very intriguing, goes right along with this. We're probably not going to get to those top five questions, all of them, Josh, but it's going to be good and insightful anyway. So um, we're going to take our next break here. And when we come back, Stu's going to share some stats 
thoughts of really the Gen Z generation and what they really think about Christians and how that either opens the door or closes the door in regards to relationship. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. We love having you with us. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We also want to thank our One Shot, One Life show partners. We've had an amazing team of people, especially in 2022, that really supported what we were doing to get the message out. By the way, we've got some big news that we're going to announce probably in a few weeks here. A couple weeks. I don't know for sure yet. Not going to say anything yet. But I know Josh is on pins and needles over here. No, no, we're going to wait because um, I just want to thank the people that really got us to where we're going. Uh, Lincoln Coin and Bullion, obviously, they're my trusted gold and silver experts for over a decade. John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Casey Smile down in Overland Park, Kansas, changed my transform my smile in my life in, in a certain way, and I appreciate them. Uh, Youth for Christ of Lincoln, the Searcy team of Home Real Estate, and the Medicare Solutions team uh, in St. Louis. We appreciate every one of them. If you want to be a partner with the show, all you have to do is contact me, Doug at KLIN.com, Doug at KLIN.com, and then uh, we'll get uh, connected and start partnering. Josh, you said um, the last segment with Stu really touched you, and yeah. you had some, some some thoughts. Yeah, I did, and I don't know if, if the cameras were on all of us. Anybody who was watching on Facebook, if I was on camera at the time, you would have seen me tear up a little bit, because, um, Stu, when you were talking about that young lady um, who was a lesbian, and you, the way you're explaining to her that that she is loved no matter what, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how you identify or who you love. It's just the fact that, that God loves you. And, and it seemed like you truly love her too. Mm-hmm. And you were so accepting of her. And I think, especially nowadays, you know, you mentioned earlier, who wants to be around angry people that hate? Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately on social media, there's a yes. lot of people yep. like that. Yep. And I, you know, because People can be so outspoken on social media. There's a lot of hate that the people that aren't, you know, straight white dudes, um, they get a lot of hate, um, whether they're looking for it or not, especially if they do identify as a different gender or they do um, identify as somebody who doesn't love the right gender in some people's eyes. And I think it's important for everybody to know. We talk about mental health a lot on this show that there are people that love you regardless. Mm -hmm. God loves you regardless. And for you to say that Mm -hmm. as, as the, the lead, the lead, the head of a church, basically, I think that means a lot. And I hope a lot of people hear that and they know that there are people out there, no matter how much, no matter what they encounter throughout their day, every day, Mm -hmm. that there are places they can go. And church is one of those places. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're, you got to start at the starting point and the starting point is, uh, again, uh, understanding who God is and understanding who you are before God. And it, will there be a journey of uh, change that, that God's going to call all of us to? Well, yeah, there will be, but that's not where you start. You start with, uh, with a God who made you, loves you, has sent his son to provide everything you need. Uh, and, and if you get that, then the rest will all fall in place, mm-hmm. but we have it exactly backwards. We think that there's, that there are these prerequisites that if I, well, I, I don't know how many times I've heard somebody say, I'm not sure I would fit in at your church. Well, well <laughs> yeah. what, what do you, what do you mean? I hope, boy, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear somebody say I wouldn't fit in at your church. Are you a broken person who needs Jesus? Well, yeah, okay. If you are, then you <laughs> fit in to great. the club. <laughs> You'd fit in great. Yeah. Really, I mean, I feel like the only people who who I don't have anything to offer for you is if you don't have any needs. If your life is great and you just love it the way it is, then I don't have anything for you. I really don't. Uh, uh, but I. Uh, but if you find yourself like I did, uh, and needy, broken, um, wanting to know is there a God out there and is there a God who loves me, then yeah, I got something for you. And that change, that change is to 
is for your life to be a life that's so that's so much better full of joy yeah and that's where i think a lot of people think well you have to change just to follow the rules no it's 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 to create a life for you that is so much more uh, fulfilling than you've experienced no matter what that is that may be holding you back or people that you struggle with or relationships or addictions Mm -hmm. or whatever it is um you know god provides that to enhance your life not to take away from your life and that's i think the testimony that we need to share with people is how god provides that joy and that blessing and that fulfillment but a lot of times we're not even good at doing that as a matter of fact you share with me earlier this week a book that had that you're going through that has a lot of stats about what certain people think regarding christians and i thought it was so eye-opening and just powerful so well it's in particular he was talking about gen z's and so baby i'm a baby boomer and so uh how do gen zers so we're 20 somethings how do they view uh christians and christianity and the the top four words and this is like you know 91 percent anti-homosexual that's the word they associate with christianity uh 87 percent judgmental wow uh, 85% hypocritical and 75% too political. And there's a lot of other un- unpleasant things in there as well. <laughs> but those are, wow, of those, I go to you and I say, hey, describe Christians. And those are the top four words mm-hmm. that come out of a 20-something's mouth. Uh, okay, there, there's a problem there. There's a problem that we are being identified with all the things we're opposed to, and we think that I've got to I've got to check these boxes before God will say I'm acceptable. Um, and and in particular, uh, wow! I mean, why would I come to a church? Why why would I go to Stu's church if I feel like the essence of this is going to be that they're going to judge me mm-hmm. uh, right out of the gate? And uh, And yeah, I would wonder if I'm welcome there. You know, one of the things that in my life we've been, um, my wife and I and and some other friends have been getting together outside of church and we actually call it our our home church Mm. and learning um, to try to build relationships in a natural way um, Mm -hmm. so that our faith is part of every second of our life. Mm-hmm. So we'll spend time where we spend, you know, four, five, six, seven hours together, eating together, laughing together, praying together, sharing each other's life. And a lot of times um, I've found, because I've ta- had a, several conversations, and you can tell me where, where you feel, a lot of people coming out of pandemic felt like there was just something off. Mm-hmm. And in talking to people, what I found out, including myself, is a lot of people will go to church to hear a good sermon, to hear some good music, to be served, and go home. Mm-hmm. And I think the struggle was they're going to be served versus to serve. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And then learning that that it's not just the church time where our faith is growing. It's every second of our life, even outside of that. Yes. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah. You know, church, I've always say it's the, uh, it's the reboot. You know, you, you, you kind of get lost in your own little world over the course of the week. And then it's, it's the reset button. So you come, mm, wait, I come, I come to church or something that's reset. Wait, how does the world really work? Cause I've been acting this week. Like the world revolves around me and my preferences and the things that I like. And Oh, wait a minute. The world revolves around God and I'm just a part of his world. He's not a part of my world. And, and so I reset and I remind myself of how the world really works and all of a sudden, my heart settles in. Then, okay, let's let now let's go out there and live this in the world this week. See what that see what that might look like <laughs> to live in a world that's not mine, but it's God's. And my two top priorities are to love God and to love others. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I'm going to try to live that way. And then over the course of the week, I'm going to fail, and I'm going <laughs> to decide. Well, you know what? I need to reset again. Yep. And so for for me, I I think that's why you know weekly worship, regular worship is that reset button. Mm-hmm. I need to get out of the center of my life, get God back in the center of my life. And and by the way, when God is at the center of your life, he made the world. He knows how the world works. He He's not a killjoy. <laughs> he He wants to help us live in the world in a way that actually works. Yeah. And, and so the idea of me changing my life is not about God hating me or wanting to restrict me, but it's about a God who made the world, who knows how it's supposed to work, and is is saying to you, don't fight me on this. Live in the way, in harmony with the way that I made the world, and your life is going to be so much better. Yeah. Uh, if you fight it and say, no, 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 I know better. I know better. I'm going to live it my way, Then, which we all do. Right. I do it every week. 
then it's not going to work. It just, it doesn't, God made the world. He knows how it works. And so the more I, I tune my heart to that, I center my heart around, around him and others instead of myself, life works. It <laughs> what, just works. What's the book that you were reading? Should this I is a little this? book. It's called Doing Life with Your Adult Children by a guy named Jim Burns. And uh, he was asked to do a seminar on, because all adults, baby boomers, whatever, you know, we're looking at our adult children and saying, man, oh man, I just, I'm, I don't feel like I have a good relationship with them. I'm not sure they listen to me and they should listen to me because I know things that they don't That's know. That's one of the questions I had yes. when I asked my colleagues. Yeah. What What do you worry about that keeps you up at night? And that's the faith with their kids and their relationship. Abs- absolutely. And so he was asked to actually do a seminar on this, and he, and he said in the book, he says, "I I felt like I need I need the seminar. I shouldn't lead the seminar." <laughs> so he started. He did the seminar, and then he started doing research on this, and he came up with these themes that of of coaching parents in their relationship with their uh, adult children. By the way, the first two almost summarize the whole book. The first one is just remember your job has changed. You're, you 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 got to let go. You just you're a coach, you're a mentor, but you are not you're not in a position to tell them what to do. I had a friend um recently just shared with me something that really transformed, you know, I, my kids 25 and 22. Yep. Um and, and we were talking about this principle. He said, "We've got to learn not to judge at that point, but to join them on the journey." Yeah. That's totally transformed the way my wife and I have thought about how do we join our yeah. kids on their journey? Let's agree with everything. Yeah. But the moment we judge, we build a wall. Yep. But when we join them on the journey, we're there with them. And yeah. that's what we want as parents. Exactly. The The subtitle of the book is to keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat out. <laughs> oh, so, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That if, if you don't want to read the book, just remember that. <laughs> there you go. It's a pretty good deal. That's kind of how to relate with anybody. Exactly. Right? And one of his, I, the phrases that will stick with me forever, he says, unsolicited advice is usually taken as criticism. <laughs> of course. And yeah. so, hey, I just yeah. got a little word for you, Doug. You know, can I just share a little something with you? And you're like, okay, well, thanks. Maybe didn't ask for was that. that. No, that was actually, and so you smile and nod, and it's like it goes, it it's goes. gone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we've got just a minute or so left. Um, I'm going to ask you what I ask experts to come on is the multiplier question. If you knew then what you know now, what's one thing that you wish you'd have known earlier in life that would have had a greater impact on you and those around you? You know, there's, there's, it's so hard to bring it down to one. I know. I know. <laughs> but, uh, I was thinking about that this week and the, and I would say this, um, probably the thing as a, as a husband, as a parent, as a pastor, uh, would be, it's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to say, I don't know. Mm. And, uh, cause I think I, I need to be the guy who has the answer. And, and sometimes I, I do have an answer from scripture, or I have an answer from my experience, but I think I would be much, much more comfortable my whole life just saying, you know, I'm not sure. Let me think about that and let's talk some more. Uh, rather than feeling the pressure to, in that moment to have the thing. Right. Um, it's okay not to know. <laughs> God, God, God can meet you in that place. Well, Stu, thank you so much for joining us today. It's just been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. We're going to have him back. For oh, sure. Yeah. Good, oh, good to yeah. be with you today. All right. Well, if you'd like to listen to the podcast of this show or previous shows, go to all podcast platforms and search One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word. We want to thank today's guest, Stu Kern. Special thanks to my producers, Josh and Johnny. We appreciate all the work that they do behind the scenes. And until next time, take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the One Shot One Life Show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now, OneShotOneLife.com, and listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One